All right, we is recording. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to High Tea Therapy with Kingsley. I am your therapist, Kingsley. And um, I know it, I know it. Don't cuss me out. Don't be mad. I know y'all been missing me. It has been a minute. I do apologize. Because one day you look up and it's been four weeks and you ain't did shit. And you're like, oh no, what the fuck happened? No, no. <laughs> oh no, oh, our no. table. No, you in his bag now. Okay, Come on, I'm now. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, podcast folks. Baby was just eating. I'm putting it up. And now she got to make every noise possible to put the damn shit up. Okay. This ain't no bag ASMR. Now these folks ears is hurting. So, um, what I want to first start off by saying is that this. I have decided, folks that's on YouTube know, is that I've decided to go ahead and, and, and separate the two. It's just becoming too much of a hassle to try to get the YouTube videos uploaded when we talk about shit that's an hour long. And I don't have the storage for it. Don't have the equipment for it. Eventually in the future, if you know, that works out that way, I can start that back up again and just do the other stuff that I'm doing on there now as a side segment or whatever. But until further notice, YouTube and podcasts are now being separated. Topics that I talk about might coincide a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, um, but for right now, they have I've separated the two. So, you know, Nala, you know, everybody knows that this is high tea therapy where you know we get a little high, we sip a little tea, talk about tea, and have some therapy. And today is more of a therapy session today, so we is not sipping on tea. We is puffing this thing and we just talking about what we talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and spark up just a little bit. And also while I spark up, I'm going to let y'all know that I am very sad because I lost my vape. It's just heartbreaking. It's not healthy for you anymore. What you mean is that healthy for me? Vape's not healthy for you. Well, okay. None of I'm saying it's healthy. not tobacco, so it's not. What you mean it's not healthy for me? None of it is healthy, but. <clears throat> so this is a new one that I'm smoking on today. This is. This is ashtray. This is. It's called King Louie. It's some indica. And it's a Delta 8. And I only got this because they said it was rolled. It was, um, yeah, rolled and, and dusted with some keef. So they said it's gonna be a little bit more, you know, potent. What's keef? So keef is this little like shit that's on the outside. Basically, it's like the residue. Like if you grind up weed, there's like four layers to a grinder. It's got the part you put it in. You know, you grind it up, and it's got the main compartment. Then it's like the little bottom compartment, and then there's another bottom compartment that it's like. It just catches all the stuff that's, like, really too small to... I don't know why, X. I mean, I'm explaining it to you. You explain I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, though. Okay, I agree with you. Keith, I see. It's this shit. 
Mm-hmm. It's the shit on it. It's weed, basically. Alright, got you. That they done stuck to the outside. So you got weed inside, and this is like... I can't think of the right word, but if you know, you know. If you don't, you know. Oh, well, sorry. Anyways, so, um, yeah, but I had lost my vape, y'all. That's what I was trying to get at before we got on that little tangent. I lost my vape, and I was just so sad because it's like I didn't even realize till midway through the day that I had lost it, and then I didn't even know where the fuck I lost it at, at that point. So, yeah, I'm sad about that. But I'm smoking on this King Louis Indica. It's, it's hitting pretty good right now. Oh, and to the folks, I didn't introduce, well, not introduce, but I didn't say it, but Nala's here with me, of course. Nala, say hey to the people. Hi, people. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> so, oh, shit, because it's lucky hit a little hard right now. It could be because it's been a minute since I smoked anyway, too. All right, so we're going to jump straight into the topic. <clears throat> this that we're talking about today is going to be on the heels of the last podcast. The last session that I had. So, last session I told y'all it was three tales to one story. Gave y'all a little insight about my history as far as my growing up and the people who were monuments or giants or, you know, just people that I knew in my life that helped shape who I am today. Um, So, it's on the heels of that. But it's also, you know, a genuine question that I wanted to know how people think about it because it's like, this is something that I sat and thought about actually the first time I ever thought about it well let's go ahead and start with the topic and then I guess I can explain how I got there and then we can talk about it you think that's good mm-hmm. all right <clears throat> so the original topic in itself is present yet absent parents versus no it's present versus absent parents that's what it is and now I finally understand what I had put when I put that down so this this is the topics that I have saying that I want to start finally talking about since starting the podcast that I ain't talked about in seven damn sessions and now we finally started. So it's present yet absent parents and then versus absent parents. No no no, Pre- that's just the title and you know how they put the little two dots and it's like it's explaining you know whatever. So then it's present versus absent parents. I'll put it at the title so that you can understand what I'm talking about when I say it like that because. It's like, as a writer, I just absolutely know nothing about writing at this point, and I can't explain to you what I'm saying. But anyways, basically, it's just, it's present, yet absent parents is what we're talking about. So, like, present parents, absent parents, and then it's just present versus absent parents. Okay. So, parents that are present, yet they're absent. We got it. We got you. You didn't look like you had you got it at first. You the same thing over and over, over again. We got no, you. No, because it's not the... I, I wanted to understand that these two things are not the same. Present yet absent parents. Present Parents that are present, yet they're like... That, that parent that is present is actually really absent. And then present parents, as in just present parents, and absent parents, as in just absent parents. We all got you. I didn't think you got that. We all got it. I promise I didn't think you got I that. I swear everybody that's listening. Anyway, <laughs> since I had to explain that. <laughs> you had to explain that so you could feel better. Got the ashtray and still putting ashes in the bed. Where you see ashes? Oh, maybe it fell in the ashtray. Look at you. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue. Anyways, so the, I guess the question. Ooh. 
Don't start tripping, Craig. <laughs> Start tripping, Craig. I ain't tripping. It just, <clears throat> I feel it in them chair. So it says, uh, what's worse, having a parent that you know that's not involved or a parent that you don't know who either can't or wouldn't be involved? So I guess I could just read that. They would just sum it right on that mm-hmm. thing. But I feel like you only got it because it we talked about it right Ten before. minutes on the title. Actually, it was four because I just started talking about it. Anyways, I brought Nala into the situation to talk about it based off stuff that I've seen that she's going through in her life. And I really want to talk about it myself, like I said, because I first thought about it. You know, you only ever hear about, oh, how, you know, especially in the black community, how fathers aren't around or if they are around, they ain't shit. This, that, and third. So then somebody I seen, it was like a, a controversial post. I think it started off on Twitter. It might have, I might have seen it as a meme again coming around. And it was like, people want to talk about absent fathers or whatever, but they don't talk about toxic mothers. So then that led me to believe, uh, to my next point in the session that we'll talk about later is toxic uh, fathers versus toxic mothers. So... What do you what what's your opinion on present yet absent parents okay. and just itself? So we had this discussion on my Facebook group, Black Singles Mingle. Check it out if you can. Anyway, yeah, you need the you need to highlight that and the uh put the link to the group in the notes. I don't know why I say that because it's like as you said that I just the name it throws me, but the only reason why I'm cool is because that's what we met at. So why the name throw you? Because it's a singles group. It's essentially what the name is and you're still in it. But I'm a moderator. I'm a founding member. I understand. And uh apologize for the dogs because you're gonna hear them. Anyway, anyway. Put the group in the show notes. Anyway, um, so okay, we was talking about this in the group, and how I feel is, I feel like I would rather, and this is coming from experience, not necessarily for myself, but for my child, children, both of them. Um, I feel like it would be better to have an absent father than to have a father that's constantly in and out, in and out. You don't know when they're going to come. Like, they say oh, they going to come this day. Don't know if it's the fuck up. Child just sitting there waiting on the day to come. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's better for... It's better... In Sorry my, for the washing machine, too. They probably can't hear the washing machine. Nah, okay. I feel like if I heard that with my ears up here, they heard that, too. But anyway. I feel like it's better... <laughs> to have an absent father than to have a father that's inconsistent like you know what I mean like if you're gonna be a dad then be consistent in that child's life you go say you're gonna do something do it don't say you're gonna do something and then don't do it and then you got the child sitting there waiting at the door for you to do some shit show up whatever bring them whatever and your ass ain't come ain't never come two three weeks later we still waiting you come to bring whatever and then finally you show up whenever the fuck you want to. Like, it's, it's like a different type of feeling when you see your child sitting there waiting on they quote-unquote father, dad, whatever, to do what they say they're going to do. 
and then they don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd rather you just... Or, or my thing is, is just don't say shit. Just show the fuck up. If you are going to be inconsistent, don't say, hey, I'm going to do this on such such day. If you know that it's not guaranteed you're going to do that. If you can guarantee you're going to keep your word, then that's one thing. But if you can't guarantee you're going to keep your word when you say you're going to keep your word, just don't fucking say it. Just show up whenever. That way, ain't nobody expecting nothing. And we know you ain't consistent. So we know not to expect nothing. But... It's better to be either all the way in or all the way out. That's my personal opinion. Because the inconsistency can lead to all kind of other issues. Daddy issues, everything else. We ain't even get on daddy issues, Lord. Child, because that was supposed to be a topic. Child. We left that where that was. But I mean, inconsistency with your dad just causes a whole lot of issues. I mean, just the bottom line is if you go... The mama didn't have a baby by herself. We, the mama didn't have sex by herself and get pregnant by herself. If you go have a child, if you have a baby, take care of the baby. I mean, that shouldn't be that hard. But if you had to choose, if you can't be consistent, then just move the fuck on with whatever the fuck you got to do. Because either way it goes, the child's going to have issues. Whether they have an absent father or an inconsistent father, there's going to be issues. So just do what the fuck you got to do if you have a kid. Why is that so hard? Mm. I definitely am wondering the same thing. Why is that so hard? And it's like, I feel like a lot of. Because I don't want to say no names and I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say the names, y'all. I was going to say such and such. Mm-mm. I'm not going to call no names. Mm-mm. But I know a gentleman who would say, well, my dad, I do better than my dad. We had this discussion earlier, too. I'll do better than my dad, but, nigga, but you still ain't doing nothing. Like, child, you is on everything. I mean, I'm saying, like, just because you do better than what your dad did, you still not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. To any of these kids, you do better into this world. Mm. I mean, so why don't you, like, you can't, and at, one, at some point, you can't always use your dad as an excuse because you grown now. You saw the effect that what your you saw the effect that your dad had on you. Then why don't you try to use that to be better, rather than saying, "Hey, I'm gonna do the bare minimum," which is still better than what I had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's it. That's my tangent. Okay. That's okay. all I got. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. So, my thing. On present yet absent fathers. Is that this? I feel exactly what you're saying. This is coming from not as a parental standpoint and looking at it for your child. This is as a child that had a present yet absent father. So, I feel like, yeah, it's just best if you're going to be inconsistent to stay away. But see, here is where my story differs a little bit differently than for your children's aspect. And this is why I like, I wanted to talk about the topic because it's like, when I listen to how people converse in the world based off of issues that they stand on one side of and they're 
talking about it with somebody else or whatever is that, and I mean, even plenty of people will say it, like, especially in the song that I heard. I love referencing songs because songs make you think, you know? Anyway, everybody is going to, like, want what they don't have in a situation. So, for somebody who has a complete absent father, they're going to be like, oh, well, I wish I had, I wish I knew who my dad was or, you know, this, that, and the third. And it's like, to a person who know who their father is, it's like... I mean, for what? I just don't understand. Why? I mean, why? He made me want to go get him bring him in here. But he don't know how to sit down. He not going to sit down, but he'll be quiet. Anyway, continue, it'll be all right. I know, right? Um, so, for somebody who had a present yet absent father, I feel like if you're not going to be here all the way, then why be here at all? You know? Because it's like this. It's kind of like what you signed up for. You signed up for being a parent all of your life. You know? It's kind of what you did when you decided to do what you were supposed to be doing when you weren't supposed to be doing it. You know? So, this is what you brought to this world. But if that's not what you want or whatever, then do that. Why cause, why bring any of the damages that you have from whatever happened in your life into this child's life and mix into how they're going to be up broad versus just standing completely away if you know you're not even going to, you know. I don't know. And it's such like, I think the thing is that People don't realize the important role fathers have on their children's lives. Like, yeah, your mom is important, but it's kind of like expected. She's your mom. She's most likely going to be in your life. The father don't really give the mama a choice half the time. So the mama don't have a choice but to either be a good mom in your life or give you up for adopting water. You know what I mean? Like, the mama ain't got no choice. But... It's and that's like, a whole nother topic that I want to get into anyway, too. It's like, the mother has no choice. So, you, it's kind of expected. Okay, your mother's going to be in your life. But father's being in your life is like a whole, totally different thing. Because it's like, I know a situation that's so weird to me. But it's like, okay, so, we was talking about this, too. And I'm so, like... I should turn the heat on, child. I'm gonna put this hoodie back on. I'll turn the air on. Let me turn it on. I'm so like my thing is I'm so bad because I wanna drop names so bad because I'm used to talking. Like how we just be talking. Mm-hmm. But I know a situation where this guy's had both his parents in his life his whole life. Parents married, but the father was in his life, but not active in his life. Like, and it's so weird to have a father live with you, see you every day, and not be an active participant member of your life. You know what I mean? That's what I want to get at, too. Like, okay. I, I'm sorry to cut you off on that. But that that dynamic right there is something that it's I want to It's just strange. Right. Okay. Like, it's like, how do you grow up with your son? Or it could be daughter. Whatever. Your child. Your child. <laughs> but how do you how do you see your child grow up but you're not active in their life, meaning you don't go to none of their 
events, none of their games, none of their plays, none of their performances. You don't go to none of their nothing. You don't go to church with them. You don't do no extracurricular nothing. You just pretty much there in the house. Go to work, come home, whatever. Y'all don't eat together, y'all don't do nothing. But you just there. It's just like, how can you even live in the same household as a child and not be an active part in that child's life i just that, that's just so strange to me and i think that's even worse than being an inconsistent father or being an absent father because that child is always looking like okay he's here in my life so maybe dad will come to my game today or maybe dad will come see me sing today maybe he'll come to my dance today you know what i mean like it's even worse because they're keeping hope alive that they dad will, you know, show some interest in their life. And it just never happens. I'm just like, that's just, I don't know. That's one aspect. Like, there's so many different aspects of being a father that people don't really understand how important it is. And that's just one, one I just never understood that. Like, what you here for? What is you here for? Right. But, I mean, but at the same time, you can't really talk shit because he's a good provider. He's working every day. He's, you know, taking care of bills and making sure people got food to eat, wife is fed, kids fed. You know what I mean? So you can't talk shit about him because, I mean, he's providing as a man, but he's not an active participant in that family. Like, he don't go to church with them. He don't, you know what I mean? Like, He's just kind of there. He got his own little room downstairs in a, his little man cave area that he hang out in. I mean, they can go down there with him if they want to, but they don't even really have no relationship. So why would you want to go hang out with somebody? And that's that's really the whole thing. It's like, like I said, everybody wants what they don't have. So somebody who don't have one, they they want you know to know what it's like to have one. Somebody who got one wants to know what it's like to have one all the way there. Someone who got one all the way there and it's like everybody want what they don't have so it's just like you either you take what you got for what it is and you just leave it at that or you know you got some people who you know talk about it, express like i've had certain conversations with my dad but the well, i don't think i provoke well some I, I don't know we've had certain sit down talks where we we'll actually sit down and it's like it's a human aspect, like not human aspect, but it's more so like we're two people who are having a conversation, whether I'm seen as the child or, you know, just somebody to talk to or whatever, because to me from looking at it, when I go through it, it's like a, it went from a parent dynamic to a, okay, you're just another human to me at this point because of the in and out, the inconsistency with not knowing who this child is that you're bringing into this world, especially if you're you're trying to pursue a relationship with this child. It's like, I I I more so am like, okay, I can understand to a degree the parents who just choose not to be apart because okay, you don't want to whether you wanted to have a kid or not, you chose to do that, and that's an, on another side of the whole fact of. They get into the debate of women bringing children into the world based off if they knew the person wanted to be a dad or not. Whatever you signed up for it by yourself, if you chose to keep the baby, all of that. I get all of that, and that's another topic 
like that's another topic for later or whatever. But for the parents who's like they they are willing to like actively choosing to be a part of this child's life, but they're being inconsistent in ways and not trying to improve themselves, then that's like that's when it gets a little bit weird. So or it's like, are you not understanding that there's always more to be done when you're evolving with another person? Like especially if you want this person to be in your life for the long run or, you know, for however long. People say family is family, but it's like family don't always make an effort to evolve more if they don't put in the effort to evolve more. See, oh, my God, I hate when that happens. I had a thought while you were talking, and I was trying not to interrupt you. And now that you have stopped talking, I have no idea what the Fuck I was gonna say. I get dick and that's Ugh. that's a lot of why so shit annoying. don't ever get talked about when I talk so, about So okay. Shit. It was about my dad. So okay, 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 I got it, got it. Got it. So I think that also some fathers are like inconsistent because they don't know any better. Like, okay, for example, my dad. Me and my dad I mean, he's always been in our life, me and my brother's life, since birth. So, he... But he's lived in different states. Like, when he was living in Birmingham with us, you know, we would get him with every other weekend or whatever. He would, we'd go to his house or whatever. I mean, we would, we, he would be consistent now, seeing us, spending time with us, whatever. He would come to my brother's track meets, whatever. Then he moved to Atlanta, and we would go spend summers there. But, you know, all our friends was here. So, it wasn't, like, something we really wanted to do. So I think it was more so us pushing away because when he moved, like, all of our friends was here. So when we got there, it was like, well, what now? We don't have any friends. We don't have, you know what I mean? So I summer break. So I think it was like us pushing away. And then I think after high school, I don't know if he took that person. I don't know. But after high school, we kind of lost touch for a while. But he's consistent with my brother. Like, he's talks to my brother on a regular basis he sees my brother on a regular basis whereas me and him uh you know mm-hmm. like we don't really talk and a lot of it is because me and him are a lot of like we're both very sensitive people we both can take things the wrong way so sometimes when we have conversations it can be taken the wrong way that leads to misunderstandings miscommunications and sometimes it's just better for us not to talk which I mean, and the thing about it is, is it took me a long time to really understand because I just always thought, oh, but he likes my brother better than me, so I guess it is what it is. But yeah, okay. I was fighting that when I was like, oh shit, go ahead, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I just always like I used to feel like he loves my brother better than me, so I'm just gonna not communicate with him, whatever. But now it's like I think I get it. He's just that. Him and my brother have a better relationship because my brother's the type of person to just get along with everybody. Like, he's an easier person to get along with than me, I guess, sometimes. And so for him, it's not as hard to have a relationship with him as it is for me. And, you know, it took me a long time to come to grips with that. I think my dad does the best. As a father, he does the best that he can do giving his like, he is way better than how his dad treated him, according to him. We don't, I don't know how his dad treated him growing up. I can only go by his stories. But right. he did a way better job with us than his dad did. But I think some fathers 
they do the best that they can to the best of their ability. It may not be up to our standards, but we have to, as we get older, we have to come to a realization of where, hey, he did the best he could do with mm -hmm. what he got, mm -hmm. what he had. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, either you go come to terms with that or you go hold resentment. And I mean, you only get one dad, you only get one mom. So, I mean, hold a resentment against this person for the rest of your life is go prove what to who, like nothing to nobody. So, I mean, that was just like, I haven't talked to my dad in a while. I need to call him. I need to check on him. Because I do try to make a point to at least call and text him every couple of months. Check on him, see how he's doing. But I've come to terms to where if I don't text him or call him, I won't hear from him. We don't. He don't celebrate birthdays. He's not going to text me on my birthday. He don't celebrate holidays. He's not going to call me on, my, on holidays. But he's still my dad, and I already knew this about him. So I should make the effort to call him. I make the effort to text him on holidays, birthdays, whatever, and check on him, make sure he's still alive, still good. Let him know I still love him. He's my dad. But, you know, it took me a while to get to that point because I used to feel like, well, he's the, the father. He should contact me. But, you know, I'm the child also. The phone works both ways. You looking at me like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, you had me up until you lost me. I mean, yeah, you had me up until you lost me because it's like. You had me up until you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, and I get it because it's different. If he would have been the, like a deadbeat dad my whole life, then that'd be, it'd be easy to just write him out. But he really was a good dad. And growing up, seeing how parenthood is, it is not easy at the fuck all to be a parent. Ain't no handbook with this shit. We ain't getting no warning. We ain't getting no nothing. When you when you have a kid, that kid is nothing like how you was as a kid. It's nothing like any of your previous children were. Each child. I think is that goes different. with different different factions of that. What? I just as a okay, I get it that it's not easy as being a parent. I've been thrown into a instant parenthood and especially i feel like it's the hardest to be a step parent because you coming in the mix to something else but this this has something to do with what i was saying so i feel like it all comes down to the people like you said that this child is nothing like you but to a degree because you are half of this child it, essentially the child is half like you, but it's also the fact of it being the other person. And it's like, I feel like to a degree, if you actually were able to mate with this person in a way, you kind of know who this person was. I mean, whether you chose to believe it or not, that's one thing. Or whether you saw it or not, this is nothing. So this is, this is how this child is going to be formed based off of the two of you that y'all are projecting. If you know who you are, then you know how the child's going to be. If you know who the other person that you made it with is, then you know how the child's going to be. To a degree, and all this affects the child in itself, right? So I feel like, I, I, I look, you kind of lost my point because you threw me off when you started talking. But I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead with what you got to say. Let's say, I don't agree with that because sometimes as an adult, you don't realize who you are yourself as a person until you like older in your 50s and 60s. Sometimes you might, yeah, you might have known this person years and years and years, had sex with them, laid up with them, married them, whatever, but people change over time. So that person that you had a baby with can no longer be that same person. So that baby could develop personalities of a person you don't even know anymore. Or that baby can have personalities of yourself that you don't even realize about yourself. 
So I mean, but I mean, when you, well, I mean, I get it, I get that, but it's like I don't know. As over this course of my journey, I just realized, and people tell you this, but they don't realize this is it applies in all aspects of your life, not just with somebody you're either trying to befriend or somebody you're trying to date. But all this is is meeting people is just. It's almost as if like it's a reflection of you. You meet people and you only meet them to the degree that you've met yourself because that's the only way people, that's the only way how humans operate. You know, they like, they operate off a connection of some sort of way. So it's like, okay, all this child is, is either it's a projection. So when you look at it like that, that this is just a projection of either you or the other person that you date, you can kind of differentiate. And then you start to explore yourself, especially if you want to, continue a relationship with this this child and into future being an adult because yeah kids have to be around their parents to a degree as far as how much they're in their lives or you know up until the point that the child chooses to then gain their own consciousness and decipher if they want to be around you based off of who you were to them growing up and it's all and if you're going to be an inconsistent or you know you're going to half ass the job in a situation that's like I get. I had planned in helping you be created. I chose to sign this contract for eighteen years, and then I'm done. Or like, however your mindset is on having a kid, then you need to further that as this kid grows into an adult. Because I feel like if this is family is forever, or whatever, and the person that you actually created to be in this world, if you're not going to choose to grow with them, then why be around them? But see, okay, I don't know. The more that I think about this conversation the more it's like i'm just all over the fucking place because i don't know like i feel like like going back to the example with the it also depends on perception because like the guy whose father who lived with him whatever and was not active part in his life like that father probably was like okay but i'm showing up for my family every day because i'm working every day i'm providing every day i'm feeding them every day so i'm a good father yeah no so no doubt from their point of view from his point of view oh i'm a hella good father because my kids don't want for nothing they don't they not hungry they got food they got clothes they got all this shit but from the child's point of view they'd be like yeah i'm eating yeah i got clothes upon my back yeah i got a bed to sleep in i got a roof over my head but well yeah like, what you doing? So, it's like, I think it's also, like, perception, like. I totally, totally. But this is where it goes into the, okay, so if it's, if it's a, oh, okay, so it's, it's different. Ugh, okay, because this situation you're talking about. all about perception and it. It, I get it. To a degree, I guess that's what people say when they separate fathers from dads, right? Because fathers there, they're always there providing, showing up, and this, that, and the third. But it's like, you also have to be a dad, too. So, and then dads get embarrassed because they're not able to be fathers. But it's like, you can be a father and still not be like, okay, he's providing for, in a sense of, in that situation, they're together in the same household. He's providing this, that, and the third, or whatever. And that, that, that's the father. Like, you know, families together, that's the mother-father situation, right? Okay, but he's not being a dad in the sense that he's not connecting with his child. Whereas in the, there's some dads, and people, like, they wish they had a dad, or and this is what I'm getting from that, is that, okay, Dads might be uh, inconsistent dads or whatever. To a degree, you meet them as a person in a, in a situation of it. 
And it's like, I, I feel like that goes into a little bit more of a different topic that I want to talk about. That just made me think about something. But anyways, it's like, but dads can still be that, like, as far as being not in the household, providing, and this, that, and the third. And they can turn into good fathers by, of course, providing for that child and itself. Like, and that that includes showing up for the person. So it's always a, it's a switch in the roles with it as far as the dynamic that you look at it. You know, when it's like, you think of a dad or whatever, you think of, oh, people say they got dads, and it's like, oh, yeah, you got some nigga off the street that's in and out of your life, essentially. That's what I'm getting from that, based off of how people differentiate that. And I get some people have a mixture of, they call their father's dad. I get that. Um, try to follow me to where I'm going. That. Try to follow me to where I'm going, okay? So, I feel like, it, yeah, but it's starting to warm up to me, child. Uh... The fathers, they feel like, okay, they're doing all of this that they're supposed to be doing, but it's like, are you doing all this that you're supposed to be doing because you're supposed to be doing it? Because if so, then you're not doing it off of base of a want. You're doing it based off of a love. Love is something that it's like, it's it's not an, an emotion in a sense. It's just like, it's an act of commitment. When you love something, you're going to nurture it and, you know, grow it and raise it up and stuff like that. So, and I, I get the love should cover all but it don't but it also it has a two-parted side to it because you can't you can love something and not like something and that boils down to it because if i feel like if you genuinely liked your child you would want to do more in the sense that how moms do like moms to a degree you know they they have to be that consistent there but if if there, now there are some ain't shit ass mamas. Ain't shit. I'm sorry. I love I love my women to death. I do. I love my mamas to death. I do. But there are some ain't shit ass mamas, ain't and shit. we're going to acknowledge that. I mean, everybody ain't perfect, and everybody don't, you know, and, formulate that way, or they choose to be who they are. And you know and, what? You know, we shouldn't say inconsistent fathers. We should say inconsistent parents. Because well, that, no, because that this goes is, both ways. Well, yeah, and yeah, I I get that. Again, but we we started off on a father talk, and then that's just how that went off. But yeah, this is absent parents, so yeah, we are going to say that is that there are some ancient ass mamas that they got some mamas on drugs, mamas doing this, that, and the third, and all of that shit. You know, I heard beating children. You know, you got to stay around with this child that you probably didn't want yourself, and you know, you you probably just like at an obligatory because people instill that that mothers have to be the strong backbone or whatever. And we don't, mothers don't get no choice. Fathers get all exactly. the Exactly, and that's the thing. World. And it's like, they, they. And mothers don't get no choice. And now we can't even have no damn abortions in peace. I mean, we they just taking away all our damn damn choices. You know. You gonna have this baby whether you want to or not. I ain't gonna help you feed him. I'm not gonna help you take care of him. But you gonna have the motherfucker. I mean, you know. Right. What type of shit is that? And I'm there's sorry, the people who didn't want to be parents. And then that's how you get in a situation of where, you know. You got some absent yet present mothers like that are there providing, being that father role is, is in the sense of taking care of home, make sure home is provided, make sure the child is fed, child go to school, child get child, child do all the good good gifts that would come with being mom. I mean, with a mother, right? What? Was that? what? Yeah. Good gifts. <laughs> I said it. I meant it. It was there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leave me alone now, it didn't happen. <laughs> but we get we get that we get that in the sense of that. But it's like sometimes you you 
you get those mamas that who do all of that, and it's like they really didn't want a child to begin with, but it was frowned upon for them to even do anything socially in the regard of doing it. And then they become emotionally detached from the children that they have. I mean, you know, and it's like that's that's being absent as well. Like you're there, but you're not there. You're not doing that connecting or emotional vibe with that child that you should be having that would happen in a, I guess, healthy home, you know, with two parents who are able to dope time in between and getting to know their children. But I feel like, okay, it is about perspective and maybe you didn't know it was going to turn out that way. And, and then that's when it goes into... Oh, go ahead. What you got to say? Honestly, it's worse when the mother is like that. Mm. Because and this kind of leads to our next topic. Okay, okay. But in my opinion, well, I got the L, honey. You just in here freezing. Honestly, I'm I'm okay now. It just came back. <laughs> well, then I, and then we sitting right at the attention. Yep. But I, I'm gonna need it on it, right? So it's okay. But um, like it's worse when the mother is the one that's absent or inconsistent because. Mothers are, I mean, it's, I don't want to say mothers are more important than fathers because both parents are very important in the child's life. Mm -hmm. But mothers, it's it's almost like mothers are expected. Like they don't have a choice. Mothers don't have a choice. They have to take care of the child because they have to birth the child. They got to be there for the child, whatever. It's ingrained into a woman's mind that if you get pregnant, you have to, you are the primary responsibility. It's your, like they say, it's your body that should work both ways. Is your body your choice? Yes. But if you choose to have the child, then that's going to be your baby. Like, that's on you. You can go take that child support, whatever. But it's pretty much known that the mother doesn't really have a choice. You got to take care of your child. If you decide to keep the child, you decide to not give them up for adoption, that's your responsibility. That's your child. Mm -hmm. So, for the mothers that do emotionally detach, huh? Oh, sorry. For the mothers that do emotionally detach from their children, it's almost worse because it's like you have no choice but to be with that mother. Like, you can't just say, I'm going to go live. And some people do say, I'm going to go live with my dad, but... What if the mother is emotionally detached from the child and the dad is an ancient dad, so he ain't there either? So, mm-hmm. I mean, so you know what I mean? Get, get now, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it's like the mother has to be there. You have to be with your mother because it's expected, you know, you're going to be with your mother. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's like 10 times worse if it is the mother than the father. Because mm-hmm. then it's like this is the... This is a whole nother layer of pulling back into absent yet present parents. Like, it's like, it's one thing to, like, okay, well, I got this bad dealt hand with the dad situation. But, you know, you got a mom. Then I realized, oh, shit, you got that, too? It is like, well, now this is an even deeper lay. Like, what, what, right. like what, what's, what's really going on? You know? Right. Yeah, I get you. So, I don't know. I personally think I was very blessed in growing up, I think I was very blessed with the parents that I had, the parents that are still in my, I mean, I say had, neither one of them are dead, they're both still alive, so I think I was very blessed with my my parents, my family, my support system. 
But I think as I got older and started to come into who I really am and realize who I really am, I think that like when you have having supportive and understanding parents can also be a bad thing also because it's like, I don't really know how to explain what I'm trying to say. So it's like, I say supportive and understanding, but I guess that's not really supportive and understanding what I'm saying. So they've always been like... Emotionally involved. Yes. Emotionally there, emotionally loving, whatever. It's good, you know, whatever. Good parents. Mm -hmm. But it's like, when you have parents that you have been with you your whole life, they see you a certain way. So when you start trying to come into your own, that may not necessarily go that's aligned with how they see you or how they know, you know, their faith or beliefs or whatever. Then that's when it may become a problem because it's like, oh, I didn't raise you like this. So, you know what I mean? Like, so for some people, it's like, it's like kind of, it's bad when you, it's worse when you, like, okay, when you have good, like, mom, dad, whatever, and then all of a sudden you're an adult and they're not understanding your life choices, they're not understanding what you're, you're fighting for yourself, you're trying to become your own person, then it's kind of worse because now you're like, oh, well, I'm just so confused because you've always been there, you've always been emotionally attached to me, you've always been, like, awesome whatever and now that i want to be my own person you know it's a whole different story so it's like i just i think it's best when parents are just understanding and supportive of their children becoming their own person like you can't expect your child to follow everything you say because that's what you say how you were raising it whatever mm -hmm. Because, you know what I mean, it's just different times, different whatever. So you have to be understanding of the fact that your child may not follow exactly what you want them to do. They may not be that doctor you want them to be, the nurse, whatever. They may not be, you know, in a straight relationship like you want them to be. They may not be only dating black people or don't <laughs> date white people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with that. You can't put your belief systems or whatever on them and then shun them because of whatever they trying to be their own person. Mm -hmm. You raise them to be their own person. So you have to be willing to let that go and let them be their own person. Right. And it's even worse when you have this amazing family, amazing, you know, parents all through your life and then all of a sudden because you want to do your own thing, it's like, oh, now they're like, okay, you ain't my child no more. Like, I'm not saying that that happened to me. But I'm just, no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's 10 times worse when, because you're expecting, okay, out of all the people that understands what I'm saying, I'm going through, they should, because that's how they've always been. And I was like, that's that. You just, just get, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that, I can see definitely how that would suck, you know? Cause I mean, it's like, this is all you I've known for you. So it's like, what's what, what, what's changing? Like, what? If, well, I mean, I guess if you in the situation, I guess you can kind of understand what it might be or whatever to a degree. Cause if 
they're being different than you understanding what the situation is. But it's like, what changed your mindset now? Like, you've been all supporting of this human that you created and all the decisions. Like, what's so wrong about this that you can't overcome that to? Yeah, I mean, he's so random with it. We're supportive, and then a certain situation happened now that's all supportive or whatever in that situation. Or in, in, involved, or in, in a sense, like, that they're not choosing to be involved in that child's life. It's, it's, it's just, it's in a different way. And it's like, I would rather, in my opinion, this is my total opinion based off of our situations, whatever it is, is that if you are realizing that this child, if you are a parent and you're realizing that this child that you created isn't serving you in a way that you can just solely be a person of support, love, and, you know, all of that, then I feel like you should stick away. Like, if you, I just, it, at some point, you, it's like, Lord. I just feel like, not to cut you off, I'm sorry. No, I, I, what I was just going to say is that it's like, if you know that this isn't what you like and you can't just accept it and be what it is, then just completely cut out ties. Like there's not, I, then it goes back to being present or absent. Personally, I feel like that it would be better to just be absent than to not want to grow with this person that you created. I mean, okay, so I don't know. That's like when we're talking about that aspect of it, it's like you can't really cut ties with a child that you are emotionally attached to. Like that parent is emotionally attached, but just can't understand that child's new way of life, I guess. And it just doesn't make sense because but if you're that, emotionally attached and you just accept this person as who can, they are. Because what I have realized and it took me a long time to get here. Mm -hmm. But I have realized that you can be emotionally attached to somebody and still have conditions on your love. That is the thing. Is you're emotionally attached to this, this person because you've known this person their whole life. You've raised this person. You've seen this person grow up. You're still proud of the person that they are, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, you know your belief systems, your whatever, so your love is conditional upon what that child is doing or not doing. Oh, child, you just done. Wait, baby, I'm, you just done. I mean, Lord have mercy, child. Okay. I'm not saying that it's right. I get it. I I'm get not it. saying that that's how parents should be. I'm just saying I now understand it's not that the per the parent can just cut ties with it because you can't cut ties with a child that you are emotionally attached to. But your love is conditional because is I love you under the conditions that you're going to do be the person I want you to be. If you're not going to be a person I want you to be, I'm still emotionally attached to you because I can't detach myself from you because I've raised you my whole your whole life. But my love is conditional because you're not the person that you want I want you to be. Does that make sense? So that I I, it makes sense, Chad, but it don't mean it was right. <laughs> no, I'm not saying no, it's no, no. Right. I'm not saying. I'm just saying, saying understanding that because it took me a really long time to understand that. But 
now that I understand that, it makes me feel actually better knowing, okay, so this person is going to always be emotionally attached to me. They're going to always be in my life. They're going to always whatever. But their love is conditional. So what, what am I... In, okay. So in, in that, what you just said, my question is, when you say the, uh, the parent is emotionally attached to this child, but <coughs> under these conditions that you are this that I wanted you to be, what exactly are you emotionally attached to a child that once was and yes and so yes so why you can't let the person that is go and hang on to whatever memory you had of what was because when you are old and set in your way child. it's hard to let things go get on saying these are the things that i had to learn to make me feel better about certain relationships in my life so when you are have been raised a certain way your whole you are now in your 70s 80s whatever you have been raised for the last 70 years to believe in a certain type of thing you were raised to whatever the church people at the good church or the good that lord just don't make no sense. they have always told you a certain type of thing it's hard to go against that after you've been that's been ingrained in your head for 70 years okay i get that so and even though this child that you love you have always loved this child from birth whatever you have not shown them any any kind of disconnect there's nothing you have always loved this child even though this is your child it came out of your body it can be hard to accept that child and go against these belief systems that have been ingrained in your head for the last 70 years this child has only been in your life for the last 20 20 to 30 years okay so i get that i get i understand that I, I I do get it. Okay, I get it. That is this this is the this is the child that you created. This is the belief system or whatever that you feel or whatever. But why is it? I mean, I I why is it a sense that like you just you have to steadily force it? Like okay, if you are going to hold on to this child that once was in the shell of a child that is now. If you're going to hold on to that, then why can't you choose to begin the process to either finding the common ground or realizing that this is no longer serving either one of you? Because if you can say you love this child with the conditions, the overall conditions, if they're going to be any, should be that. I'm sorry. It would be that you want this child to just grow up and it should be be right but in a sense you're going to say i mean not be right but be okay like you know happy happy there we go word baby i couldn't get it and i had it but i lost it but you want the child to be happy but then in a sense you gotta you 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 want them to do right it's it just it does not i cannot fathom the fact that you can have all these hopes and dreams and all this what once was unconditional love for this child that you're supposed to be bringing into this world. And then along the way, that formed to be a little conditions. And it's like, okay, if you're going to put conditions on what's supposed to be unconditional love, then now you should start understanding that this person also has their own conditions. 
Okay. And that's where it comes. Well, go okay. Okay, so the thing about that is, is, and I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for my personal experiences. But when I say that that parent has conditions on their love, they don't know that they have conditions on their love. They don't know that they are setting Who? conditions. Oh, the, the parent? Right. Mm. They don't know that they're setting conditions on their love. That's the realization I came to, to where, oh, okay, you love me as long as this. You love me as long as I do this, as long as I say this, as long as I act like this. I realize your conditions, but when I bring up your conditions, oh no, it's not like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So they don't realize that they have conditions. But that's that, that, what you just said, though, is the issue. It's because okay, I get it. You don't realize you have conditions, but then when the child brings the conditions and says this, now you're saying it's this, but it's like no, child, this I can't is what you. I can't explain that one. I know, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to explain I it. I can't make it make sense. The math ain't math. That I don't know. I just know this is the realization I had to come to to make me feel better about my relationships in my life. Like, no, I get it. And that's why, I mean, I... But it's like, yeah, I remember. I actually like the second one the best, which is why I forget about the first one because I really like when he was living in the El Rancho Cucamonga. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. We didn't got off subject. Will we done with that, with that topic? Uh, yeah, pretty much, you know. So, I got a question. Go ahead with your question, Shadi. So, how do you think... We talked about your dad. Mm -hmm. How do you think the impact of your mother had on your life? My mother... That's, that's great. I like that question because it's actually something I wasn't talking to, but then we got into something else. My mother has had. You said, "How do I like it?" Or you how said, do you think the relationship or how she's had? Yeah, impacted has my impacted life. Impacted your life. My mother has impacted my life, and a great way to be honest. So, okay, I the reason why I, I even mommy is really cool, huh? I think your mommy is really cool. I think she cool too. Like genuinely wholeheartedly. Like if my mama wasn't my mama and I met her as who she is today as just a regular person on the street, I kick it with it be cool. Hello, you know? Shonda. But it's like to a degree, it's like, okay, I get that, but that's my mama. And my mama was like, I'm your mama, that's your friend. So <laughs> So it's like it's that level of respect that I cannot crowds but it's like to a degree we do and like that's how i know that in a way if it, it was under di different circumstances we would be cool because she cool people it's like she's funny she's got the like weird sense of humor like i do sometimes and then it's just like we like the same shit like uh we minded so much on charm it's like the, she just she had a good impact on my life in the sense that she realized who I was as a person and she adapted around it. And it's like the relationship has never been the same. Your mama have never been super tight, kick tight, close to where, oh, I could tell her this about this. You know, like I said, there was a line between being a parent and being a friend. And it's like over the years, as I grew older, she grew with me and she, in, a, in her own way, she allowed me to understand which level we were going into, in a sense. But it's like, it never 
what never faltered was the fact that at the end of the day, though, I still am your mother. And it's like, because it was never that, like, oh, it's just 100% one or the other type of way, it allowed me to actually enjoy her as a person. So I feel like she had a great impact in my life in a certain, in certain ways. Of course, there's certain things that, you know, of course, that I felt like, you know, weren't the way that I wanted, but it's because of that in totality, like me coming out and all these different variations of ways. And she's like, you know what? I love you. And whether she had ill words or not about it, it was never said, it was never felt or anything like that. So it's like, for that, I can say that she had a, a great impact because that was my first, when looking back, that was my first real thing of following from the Bible where, and I, w- I, I don't want to quote it because I'm not going to get the right chapter. I'm sorry. I read the word. I don't realize where the hell it is. It's a book to me in this opinion. But if we're going off base of what I was, what was ingrained in me as far as right and wrong and religious views and things of that nature, going off the Bible, she was my first introduction of how an interaction with a person who was walking in Christ is supposed to be like. Hmm. Like, she forgave without even, you know, bringing it up. He was like, you know, you people say, well, my mom used to be forgive and forget. But it was like, whatever it is that she felt like was not up to par with her, she would forgive it or whatever and then she put her discipline when she's supposed to be put her discipline in she realized that at the end of the day even though this is a person that i created i don't have soul ties and attractions to this person like i mean i do because this is the person i created but this person is a person at the end of the day and in that like you know it's just it, it gave me that sense of this is how a genuine interaction of christ should be as looking at somebody's a brother sister to christ and, you know, there's no sole fact of this is a mother, this is a father. Like, all this stuff from Genesis to Revelation has already been done and continues to be done. It's a circle of life. We're all different, in my opinion. Souls and spirits encase another body until we learn whatever lesson we're supposed to learn and we die off and then we start again in a different way. That's my little tension on that. But, yeah, so having her as a parent impacted me in that way in the sense that that's just how I look at things because that's the, you know... That's what I feel like is real, true, unconditional love, in a sense. So. Hmm. Like that. He's low-key jealous. I understand it. I get it. It's everybody want what they, you know, they don't have. Because for the longest, I used to want, um, I'm not going to say no names, but I'm going to say the situation. My ex, seeing how her and her, um, her mom uh, interacted or... To a degree, how an old best friend of mine and her mom interacted is two different sides. Well, it's not two different sides, but to a degree. I guess it's like the growing up version of that. I put that together, but that has nothing to do with nothing. Anyways, so it's like I always wanted how, in my opinion, I felt like they were close. Like they could talk about real life eventful shit. And it's like, I, I did. I wanted that. But it's like, then I realized, no, I don't. Because then that's when you open yourself up for other people's opinions. And I don't really care See, for other people's opinions. That's, <laughs> that's where it's like, when me and my mom, my mom at one point was my best friend. So it's like, I, from jump, I could always tell my mom, well, not from jump. Because in high school, no. But as I became an adult, had my own children, whatever, I could tell my mom anything. I could tell my mom about anything. She was really my best friend. Like, if something was to go wrong, my mom be the first person I call. And I go, uh, I'm wheezing now. Um, so it's like, 
when I go to her house, I feel instant comfort as soon as I come walk through the door. Used to be. That's not how it is anymore. But, like, and I told her that not too long ago, she literally used to be my best friend. Like, you could talk to her about anything. And I used to love that, but now it's like... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now it's like... I want what you and your mama got. Like, <laughs> it just seemed like your mom, like, accepts you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, y'all may not be best friends, but y'all don't have to have that relationship with y'all best friends. But she loves you unconditional. It's unconditional love. It's nothing like you're her child. She knows you're her child. And, you know, she just accepts you for who you are. Like, yeah. and I'm not saying, I'm just saying that that's. I think that's better than having like a best friend type relationship. Because yeah. you know, now I don't have best friend type relationship. I have a mom. Now. But I mean, see that that, cool that and that's it. that's another thing too that breaks down another barrier because I feel like if we did have a best friend type of relationship, like if we were them type of people in in no sense, I feel like okay, maybe it actually would be a situation where it's real life, but I don't feel like that's like that's a best friend situation if like, okay, oh, you know, I could tell you anything, but when I tell you anything now, it's like I can't tell you anything. So that's so what I'm saying. Like, so like that's why I say she used to be my best friend. No, 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 I get that. No, yeah. Because I, I can't just talk to her about anything anymore. Yeah. No, I wasn't I wasn't saying it like as far as like in your situation. I'm just saying like I get how you could say you would want that just because, you know, that seems better than to, to deal with the in the yeah. way that you feel is an injustice, and then that's why I go back to the whole thing. Everybody want what they don't have, so yeah. all of this is just a projection of one another onto each other's yeah. selves. So it's like I, I I get that. I just be looking at the whole situation. Like if you aren't going to do what you say, if you're not going, you know, everybody say. Do as I say, not as I do. But you, you're not gonna do Child. what you say. Then why the fuck is you saying it? I it's just don't understand. Why the fuck you saying that it? Is the worst saying. That's almost like you can't have your cake and eat it. Eat it too. Why the fuck not? I mean, if I bake this motherfucker, I can't eat the cake. If I buy the motherfucker, you better believe I'm gonna eat every piece of frosting on the mother. You know what I'm saying? Like, do as I say, but not as I do. That's the dumbest shit in the world. That's manipulation, in my opinion. I am going to go by actions. I have learned a long time ago not to go by words because Mm -hmm. people can say whatever the fuck they want to say out their mouth. Mm -hmm. You go by actions. You can't tell me to do something and then you don't do it. Right. What type of shit is that? Because all it means is now I just lose faith in whatever word you're saying. I just never understood why, who came up with that? Do as I say, but not as I do. Who came up with that? Like, tell me to learn from mistakes. It would be better to say learn from my mistakes than to say that dumb shit. Because that's yeah. stupid. Yeah, de- definitely. Like, you know. Because I'm going to eat the cake, anime. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that when you said that. I'm going to eat the damn cake, anime. Oh, shit. No, I, I definitely, I get it. Uh, it's just. It, it's always baffled me. It's just, and then, it's like, I respect the relationships more of if the parent don't agree, right? 
and they are best friends. But it's like I honestly, even though it's it's a little toxic in a sense, I feel like it's better if you was to just have those relationships when you do all of that yelling and fussing in each other's face, and then you go and buy each other's daddy and you move on. No, because I don't do the yelling and the fussing and the screaming and the cussing. First of all, I don't do that, and in my family, it ain't just no. I'm gonna just yell at you. And then we're going to move on. And that's another thing that no, pisses me like, out. Oh, my God. If we don't move the hell on. No, like, oh, my God. It started with my big mama. Like, when we was kids, she would fuss at us for two weeks about shit. Like, as soon as we came through the door. And remember, remember you did that and, and you did that last week? Don't do that shit no more. Don't do that. No- Can we move on, big mama? Like, now I'm more tempted to do what you just said because this is how you're talking about. No, it's not even that. Like, just beat my ass and let's move on. Why do we have to keep talking? Just give me... I would prefer you to just give me a whooping at this point. Because why are we still talking about this two to three weeks later? Like, it's not... And my mom is the same way. My aunt is the same way. I got several aunts like that, too. They, they, They will harp on stuff. And still be mad about it and fussing about it. I just, just be like, just beat me. <laughs> beat me. <laughs> so we can stop talking about it. At this point, I would just rather get a whooping. Because why are we still talking about it? Beat me, please. Lord, have not beat me. <laughs> I'd rather take the I'd take the whooping for 200 Alex. Wait. <laughs> Lock me up. <laughs> crazy because i used to be the one that like i i i got whoopings but i didn't get whoopings for real like i i got the punishments and shit i it's like i got different stuff from different people because i had three tales to one story like i had and that's something else that i'm gonna talk about but i don't know if we got time because this uh-uh. is going a little long we, we going long but yes, this was good and we just started going places but it's like the punishment shit. It's like in the moment, I was like, "Shit, I'd rather you whoop my ass and let's get this over with." Because <laughs> that's the thing is, my mom she used to really beat us. She used to go overboard. So when she got to the point where she was like, "I'm not gonna beat y'all no more." And then my big mom, she never beat us. We, I never, we, we never really did anything for her to get beat. But my mom's type mom was she saw a shoe or something, she just throw shit at you. You know, you get you get. Remotes and shit thrown at your head, you know. That was back in the crazy days, though. Oh, no, no, because I'm going to pull the blind switch off my thing one day and got the whack on my ass. She get the closest thing to her. But when she got past that, she was like, okay, I'm not going to beat y'all no more. But we would have to keep talking about it. Every time we walked in the room, it was like, I just don't understand I just like, that. please, can you just go back to beat me? Here go the hanger right here. <laughs> Here, I'll do it. That's <laughs> <It's> mine. <laughs> I mean, damn, man. And my big mom was the worst. Oh, she would not listen. We used to, it was a bunch of us kids growing up because I had a slew of cousins. Yeah, my mama had six siblings. It was, yeah, six siblings. Each one of them had three, four kids. So it was a bunch of us. So Big Mama was stressed anyway with all our little bad asses running around the house. But she wasn't going to beat none of us because we were her babies. 
But she was damn sure gonna fuss with us for two, three weeks on end about the same shit over and over and over again. Well, so y'all, we done went off on some long changes. We talked about some real good stuff. I told y'all at the beginning it was a little therapy session, so that's what that was. But um I really do want to know what is y'all opinions on absent yet present I mean present yet absent parents versus absent parents or versus present parents. Like, you know, everybody's opinion versus toxic, non toxic. Yes, all of those. Unconditional, conditional love. Conditional, yes. Let's let's talk about all of it. <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm really not good at the questions, but it's like really the questions just be summarizing what you talked about. But here we be going on about some good stuff. And it's crazy because it's all of it stayed on the topic that I want to talk about. So it's just like, it, it no. But yeah, I want to let, I want y'all's opinions on, you know, what you think. How can you read that? It's right there. It's words right there. I just had to open my eyes up. Eyes open. <laughs> I mean, did you press down when you wrote it? Yeah, I just used a mechanical pencil. I like those better. They help me write uh, nicer. Um. Yeah. What? What? What's your thoughts? Like, where? What you? Where? Where you coming from? And you know, where you going? And where? Where you trying to be at? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to laugh at that. I try my damnedest not to laugh at that. This nigga said, where you coming from? Where you going? And where you going to be at? God damn. I mean, is that 